This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. There are lots of opportunities these days to start conversations about white supremacy and the way it affects our culture. Academy Award-winning husband and wife producers Guy Nativ and Jamie Ray Newman have chosen the medium of film and a story based on true events to inspire us to think about racism and redemption. In the movie, A Difficult Childhood drives Brian, played by actor Jamie Bell, into an American neo-Nazi gang. He tries to escape the lifestyle with a constant questioning of whether he can ever undo or repent for the evil he's done. It's based on the true story of Brian Widner. The movie debuts nationwide today and will play at the Southfield AMC Theater. I really want to welcome filmmakers Guy Nativ and Jamie Ray Newman to Detroit today. Guys, it's great to have you here with us. Hi there. Pleasure to be on. So uh, let's start with uh, what drew you to this story. Why did you decide to make a film about white supremacy and especially about the idea of Redemption, which I think is so powerful uh, in this movie. Jamie, you want to start? Um, well, Guy, uh, Guy and I were married, uh, <laughs> and uh, we were just dating at the time. Um, Guy, Guy is Israeli. Uh, he was in Israel. I was in L.A., um, and he's directed three features in Israel, and he was trying to figure out. He knew, you know, he knew that he was going to be moving to the U.S., um, and he was trying to figure out what would be his first uh, American feature. And I was very interested in producing. Um, and him being the grandchild of four Holocaust survivors, um, you know, we saw the uh, he actually read about the documentary Erasing Hate that was airing in Israel that followed Brian's two years of tattoo removals. Mm facial tattoo removals. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, oh, my God, I think that this is my first American feature. <laughs> um, so we found Brian. Uh, it was very difficult to find him because he is kind of in a loose witness protection program right now. Um, this was in 2012. Uh, but we found him. We flew out to New Mexico. Guy flew from Israel to New Mexico, not knowing if he would even meet us. And we had an extraordinary weekend together. He'd literally never met Jews before. Wow, wow. We'd never met an uh, ex-neo-Nazi before. Um, And we just had a really, really special connection. And Guy went home to his grandfather in Israel, and who who actually Guy dedicates the movie to, and FaceTimed with him and Brian. Um, And at the end of the FaceTime conversation, Guy's grandfather gave both of us uh, his blessing to make the movie. Hmm. So this was in 2012. You know, the world looks much different now um, than it did in 2012. So we knew this was brewing. Um, And unfortunately, it's in the zeitgeist more than ever now. Uh, Guy, uh, the two of you won an Oscar in February for your short film that's also titled Skin. Um, talk about the differences between these two movies. I, I, I think it's really interesting that you have two movies uh, that that are that are quite similar in the in the name, but of course uh, they are they are slightly different in what they address. Well, you know, nobody wanted to uh, make the movie the feature happen. Nobody wanted to give us money. Can you hear me well? Mm-hmm, I can. 
Okay. Uh, and, and I was really frustrated and all my films in Israel were short before. And, and, you know, my wife and my brother told me, let's make a short. Maybe it will make the feature happen. Um, and my good friend, Sharon Maimon from Israel, who is the uh, great director and, and, and writer himself, uh, gave me the idea for the, for the short. And I said that I think it's brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. And, and we just gave, put all our retirement money into this movie and, uh, and you know, shot it. And after we shot and edited it, we started sending it to the world, to producers, and we got a different reaction. Trump got elected, shouts will happen, hmm. uh, the, the uh, synagogue massacre on the East Coast happened. So it's, basically the world became crazier. Um, it is the same title. It has the same like message, mm-hmm. but it's, it's definitely an opposite transformation. It's Skin the Short is about a, a racist man who learned what racism is on his own skin. The feature is about a skinhead neo-Nazi who takes off racism from his skin. So it's almost like, you know, it's a different process yeah. in a way. The short is, it ends up in a very grim way uh, with no hope. And it, it's all about what you teach your kids going to end up biting you in the ass. Mm. And, uh, and the feature end up with, ends up with, with hope, with, with a, a sliver of, of a chance of dialogue and and redemption yeah. uh, not a perfect one but these are the main differences but it's almost like a companion piece because we we tend to screen those together in film festivals you know the short before the feature so you can see the evolution of how it went uh, down yeah yeah so yeah so, so one of the things that really struck me when i watched the film um is uh, how in, I mean, it's a very it's a very intense film, obviously, uh, and and there's a lot of emotion that comes across uh, almost in like a flood. It feels like at at times, like lots of different emotions. But there's also this very um, very difficult uh, process that that uh, that Brian undergoes, which is the removal of these tattoos and and the ways in which you depict that. Uh, are are very vivid um, and evoke their own emotions. I, I wonder if you can talk about um, uh, the decision to depict that the way that that you did, uh, and how that sort of relates to um, uh, the emotional pain. I mean, this is the, 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 these are scenes that involve a lot of physical pain, um, but the movie really talks about the emotional pain of what Brian did and then what he went through uh, to become something different. Jamie, when you, when you thought about uh, how to film this, uh, uh, talk about that, that part of it. Well, that's definitely a question for the filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> Guy, do you I mean, want to I talk can, about can, that? Jamie yeah. can, can chime in, but I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's, it's, when we met Brian Widener, we met we met a human being, a tortured, a tor- tortured human being, someone who has to live with with what he was brainwashed for forever um, from from the age of fourteen. So obviously, you know, other than just being a monster for what he was and the guy who is paying for his his actions and what he was taught to be, this guy is very, very emotional and have 
you know, uh, tortured soul. That's why he's, you know, the relationship with Julie and the kids and the girls mm. are coming from a very clean place. Unlike the family that he grew up with that was um, uh, monstrous. So, you know, uh, you cannot write, it, it, even evil characters, you know, when you write even characters, or you, when, so when Jamie Bell is, is playing a monster, it's not black and white. It's not, like, it's not like in Westerns when you have the bad guy and the good guy, and that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. There's more layers, there's more depth, and it's, it's hard for us to see that, by the way, because uh, there's so much, like, ex- extreme reactions from both sides towards where we're at right now. It's very, very extreme. So, you know, only when you dive in, and we have the, the courage and the, the, the inspiration to dive in and to see what drives those people, you find out that they have also soul and tortured soul. So this guy, for me, it's like someone who grew up in a cult, you know? So it could be ISIS, it could be Hezbollah, it could be like any extreme cult that teaches you to hate. And by the way, he didn't know why he was hating Jews. He didn't have ideology. He didn't care about politics. This guy grew up in a cult that taught him how to hate because hate was his, was his Bible. So, you know, he's, he's a tortured soul till today, by the way. He has to live with, a, with, with being... He wants to be part of our society, but it's hard because he's carrying there's a baggage that he carries with him. So I think that when you write an, an, uh, a character as an evil person who wants to be a better person, you've got to think about the emotional arc yeah. and not only about the monstrous one. Yeah. Uh, Does that, that make sense? Yeah, that, that, that concept of forgiveness is the, is the thing that I think keeps driving the film as you're watching this idea. Can, can you forgive somebody for uh, unspeakable uh, acts or thoughts? Uh, and is it possible for somebody to become somebody different than, than, than who they were? I mean, I think that's a concept that, that reaches uh, to the core of, of things like white supremacy and anti-Semitism, but it's also common across uh, uh, other kinds of issues that we, uh, that we deal with. Um, uh, I, I wonder, Jamie, if you can talk about the significance uh, for you of uh, this movie playing here in Detroit at the Southfield AMC. You are a native Michigander, is that right? Yes, born and raised uh, in Farmington Hills. Yep. Um, I, uh, you know, Guy and I um, just came to Detroit a couple weeks ago uh, with our 10-month-old daughter. Uh, my, my 96-year-old grandmother, Phyllis <laughs> Newman, still lives in uh, Franklin Village. <laughs> uh, so we, she, she met our, our daughter for the first time, which was a, a real treat. Um, and the ADL, act, the ADL and Hadassah brought Guy and I in, along with uh, Reverend Flowers, um, and Daryl Lamont Jenkins, who is a black activist who actually is a character in the film. Um, Luke Cage, you know, mm-hmm. that TV series sure. on Netflix, um, the guy, you know, who is Luke Cage? Mike Coulter plays uh, Daryl Lamont Jenkins. And we all, you know, screened the short for about 400 people and had a discussion on race relations in Detroit and suburban Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was a very... Um, I think I think it's something that people want to talk about because if you don't talk about it, it just sort of sits there and stays, and that's the status quo. Um, 
So I grew up um, in a very segregated community, and you know, the Jewish community um, in Detroit. Um, it was very separate from any other population. <laughs> and I moved to L.A. when I was uh, 22, and it was like, oh, my God, the world is such a big place. And there's so much diversity, and there's so many other cultures, and, and the multiculturalism of L.A. really made me interested in why Detroit is so segregated. Um, so I think it's no coincidence that I'm very interested in these kind of yeah. uh, provocative subject matters, yeah. um, because it has a lot to do with what wasn't discussed when I grew up. Yeah. Um and, you know, especially with today's political climate, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And I think that a question that Skin asks is, are we more than our ideology? Right. Can you dare to see a human being behind the ideology of your, the opposing side? Yeah. And by the um, way, yeah. the, the answer can be no. That's right. fine. Right. Yeah. Look, a yeah. lot of people can say no. I, I, I want him to yeah. walk in jail, and I will right. never want him to see him right. on, on, on this earth, yeah. which yeah. is a lot of people feel this way, and that's fine. We just want to evoke the conversation about how About can... the possibility of something different. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. You know what? Yeah. Maybe exactly. it will happen in yeah. five years or yeah. in six years because we're so angry right now, yeah. but at least we're trying to... Coke. We're trying to go you in know? that direction. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm, I'm out of time, but it was really great to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Guy Nativ and Jamie Ray Newman. The, the film is Skin. It opens uh, today nationwide, and you can see it at the Southfield AMC. All right, that's going to do it for me today. I will be back on Monday for a conversation with Senator and Democratic presidential hopeful Cory Booker, plus a conversation about water infrastructure with former Lansing Mayor Verge Bonero. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again on Monday.